Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 269. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is the Kenley Concepts. For those of you who don't know what this family does, they are a group of owners that are owning restaurants and tap rooms all around Arizona. So the Historic Brewing Company, uh, for those of you who know it, Historic Barrel Bottle House and uh, Flagstaff and Williams, Historic Barrel Bottle House, uh, State 66 Italian bistros. These are just some of the few um, areas that they have their fingers in. Uh, so keep out. Uh, uh, we have the links down below in the bio. So keep a lookout for them. Join them. Help them stay alive. They are local entrepreneurs. So we want to help them in the long run. Uh, we hope that you enjoy this episode. Before we get into it, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media is under Finding Arizona podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. Just tell us who you want in next. We will try our best to reach out to them. Um, and in, in addition to that, if you guys want to be a part of the intro and you have wanted to be a part of the community cork board, you can send an email over to Finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. We will set you up with a shout out and that'll be towards the end of the intro. So that being said, we hope that you guys go check out the website. There's a lot of things being updated daily daily, weekly. Uh, Brittany and I are doing our best to keep that updated because for those of you who aren't listening that very often, but we are expecting our first child. So right around this uh, time, we're expecting him within two weeks. So we're very excited. It is coming down to the barrel here. And so one of those things that we'll be keeping you guys updated with is how he's developing, what he's been doing, what we're going to, his actual name is. For those of you who haven't read up on the latest blog posting. Uh, we haven't divulged his name, but we are giving clues to what his name is. So read up on that and take a guess, why don't you? Uh, last but not least is our community corkboard, which is my favorite part of the intro. Send us a line over again at podcast at gmail.com. We will set you up with a shout out like the following. January walkthrough Zoot Lights presented by SRP. The Valley's most cherished holiday tradition is extending itself into uh, January so you can go over and catch out the zoo lights and that is over at the Phoenix Zoo near downtown Tempe. Next up, you can go over to Sidewalk Saturdays at the Church Hill. They are putting on together local artisans from across the valley to the downtown area. And we love the Church Hill deeply with our hearts and everyone who's over there at that space. We cherish you guys. So continue to support local entrepreneurs and local artisans by going over to Sidewalk Saturday every Saturday going on over at the Church Hill in downtown 901 North First Street. Go check them out. And that concludes our community corkboard. I hope that you guys enjoyed yourself. We will see you on the next episode. But before we go, just remember, stay safe out there. Cherish your loved ones. Give them a call. Tell them say you love them. Um, all that. Please stay safe out there. And we will see you on the next episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in fantastic guests all the time, and today is no different. I'm going to let this gentleman introduce himself and all the businesses. I cannot explain how many great businesses he has. Uh, go right ahead, John. 
Yeah, sometimes I lose track of how many we have, but um, <laughs> my name's John Kinley. I'm the president of Kinley Concepts. Um, we're uh, a food and beverage, and as of most recently, a hospitality or a, a ho- um, small hotelier. Mm. We, we picked up a small hotel in 2020. So, oh, wow. um, okay. but we're based in Northern Arizona and we have uh, concepts um, in Williams, Arizona. That's where our, um, pretty much like the mothership, that's where, where we got started. And then we've expanded into Flagstaff and we have a couple locations there um, with some exciting plans for the future. But, you know, we're, you know, a fairly large restaurant group, I would say, you know, we've been around, I've been doing it for nearly uh, 15 years. I started at a really young age, uh, kind of got brought into it. Um, you know, my parents were restaurant owners previous nice. to that. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, we have about 125 employees right now, uh, probably about 10 locations, um, some small, some big, um, just spread out through Northern Arizona. Nice. Um, so I'm going to ask you the question that we've been asking everyone through COVID is just kind of how are you doing and how's the family? Because, you know, in this time, uh, you know, there's a lot of hectic, you know, people are emotions are high. And, you know, sometimes we get to for, sometimes forget to ask those little questions like that. And because we're just so wanting to help others and, and things of that sort. And we're so busy with, I imagine your schedule is crazy busy, but it's just one of those things. It's like, sometimes we just forget those moments for ourselves. So I'm just kind of curious. I hope the family's doing well and you're doing well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're navigating through it as best we can. Um, kind of had a little scared close to home. My middle daughter, who's uh, 10, she tested positive um, oh, wow. within the last couple of weeks. And so also had some other family members that live in a different part of Arizona test positive. So yeah. Got a little scared there, but um, everyone seems to be doing fine. We've recovered. Yeah. Um, everyone seems healthy. Um, but beyond that, yeah, it's it's just been you know it's been a you know as it is for everyone. It's just like an emotional roller coaster. For sure, I call twenty twenty is like the year of no planning for us. You know, <laughs> in, in business and life in general, it's like it's so hard to plan ahead. Yeah, um, and that's been the biggest obstacle, creating a lot of anxiety. Um, but you know, overall, you're just trying to you know take it one day at a time and and do the best sure. we can with what we're given. Yeah. And that's one of those things that I'm very grateful for. I mean, I, I don't expect you to know what our past has been like because you probably first time hearing about our podcast, just I, uh, Brittany and I actually tested positive ourselves. And that is something that we kind of just recently told people. And it was one of those scary moments where it's, yeah, we, we took note of, you know, her being pregnant and everything along with that. It's one of those things that just like you, you take note of every single thing in your life and you're, you're really scared for those moments. And, you know, but at the same end, we both knew that we were young, young and healthier. And we, you know, we had the opportunity to work from home. So, you know, we in turn had moments of fear, but also moments of like humbleness where we're just like thankful to to have jobs that can work from home, things like that. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just, I can't imagine what as a parent, you know, that, that moment hearing, you know, your little one having tested positive, it just, it's tough. Yeah. I think because it just, you know, it's so, it happened so recently, there's been enough time to like, you know, understand, you know, how this virus is spreading and how it's working and what it's doing. And so I think 
me and my wife were very calm and reactive um, in, in the moment, but it was a little stressful, you know, and we just, you know, wanted to just keep making sure she's okay. And she was super tired, taking long <laughs> yeah. naps in the middle of the day. But yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, we're just lucky that she's doing fine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I will now go into asking you what we used to ask everybody uh, when they came into our podcast is, can you give us a little bit of the origin story? You started going into it with, you know, you know, talking about your family and early on in the business life. Can you kind of give us that origin story of maybe the first concept of the first restaurant or whatever the first business that led into the, the formation of everything? Yeah, sure. Um, so back, you know, I was 21 years old at the time mm-hmm. and, you know, I took a couple of jobs, um, you know, working for other people and my parents had, you know, two restaurants at the time in Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was like a Mexican Irish restaurant and then one was a steakhouse. Um, and then they, they, they just recently sold a third restaurant, uh, to, to somebody else. And, um, yeah. you know, they were ready. My parents were ready to retire and I'm the youngest of five siblings in my family. And nobody was interested in, you know, taking over uh, the family business and, you know, buying the restaurants from them. And then I just, you know, I just made a decision one day. I said, you know, I really don't like working, you know, for the man. And so, you know, I just, you know, asked for that opportunity. My parents, you know, sold us the business, mentored us for a little little bit. Um, And then, you know, immediately after I took over, this is like, you know, 2007, 2008. um, Once I took over, I called my partner, uh, Tom. Um, He was actually, you know, he was in uh, food and beverage down in Tempe, Arizona. Called him up, said, hey, you know, we have this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. And then from there, we just, you know, we took over those original concepts, um, ran those for a few years and then, um, some other opportunities came up to open up some, uh, you know, new concepts. And so, you know, we were running, you know, these, these themed restaurants that my parents created back in, you know, the nineties. And so it was really hard for me and my brother to resonate with, you know, what is the brand? What's, you know, what, you know, who are we, what are we supposed to be doing? Yeah. So then we, um, you know, started one by one, you know, changing the concepts, changing the brands, you know, opening new concepts, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we haven't, you know, we haven't looked back since then. And, you know, even through this pandemic, you know, we have, um, another restaurant in planning that's supposed to open up in 2021. So, um, yeah, and I, I, I can dive into more of those con, you know, some yeah. of those earlier concepts if you want me to. Sure. Yeah. I'd love, uh, let's just put a pause right there and just kind of like dive in a little bit, um, you know, what was that kind of growth like for that first couple of years of having your parents kind of like behind you and, and kind of giving you the ropes? I mean, not a lot of people get that kind of, I guess, uh, you know, work, work like someone, uh, what do they call it? Mentorship. Mentorship. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, my parents are very hard workers. You know, they started with nothing, built yeah. those businesses up turn around and sell them. They weren't going to not, they weren't just going to hand us the keys without selling the business. And so, you know, yeah. we, we had to buy the business for, you know, fair, fair market value. Sure. Um, but we, you know, we got their 20 years of experience, you know, behind us, but, you know, we do things a lot different than my parents do. But mm-hmm. one thing I feel like we're good at is just, you know, we, as a company, we're, we surround ourselves with really good people, really good mentors. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed and that's, um, uh, you know, some keys to our success is just some of the people that 
have been around me to help guide us through that. Um, yeah. you know, just steer us in the right direction, answer questions, but they, uh, you, you know, it, it was hard because we, we were on the hook for this money. Um, and you know, the name, you know, we had to open up LLCs and, you know, we didn't know mm -hmm. what we were doing, you know, yeah. we're just jumping in head first and, you know, yeah. we, we made a, we made so many mistakes and we still make mistakes to this day, but we learned so much over the years. Um, but we've just, you know, we've become resilient and we've just implemented system after system that has taken us, you know, from, you know, not knowing what we're doing, um, yeah. to being able to have systems and execute on things pretty well now. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, my parents were pretty, you know, they were there for the mentorship, but they were hands off when they were done. So <laughs> my dad moved to Mexico, yeah. you know, he just moved straight to a beach. My mom kind of hung out, um, for a few years longer, but now she lives in Hawaii and my dad lives in Mexico. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So like they're, you know, they're, they're completely gone Content. away from the business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, you know, I can't, you know, you can't discount that knowledge that they gave us and just growing up in a family business, you, mm -hmm. you, you're not aware of it until you're older, but you pick up so much. And yeah. in my family, when you turned eight years old, if you wanted school clothes, you, you had to go you do a job in the business. And so sure. I, I, st I started, you know, washing dishes, cleaning bathrooms when I was eight years old, busting tables and, nice. you know, doing all that. And all my siblings did too, you know, all, you know, you know, up through high school and then, you know, then they went on to do their own thing. But so it's, it was definitely a family business. I definitely get it. My dad, yeah. my dad was in that kind of little realm of, he had a, a food truck. And so that was kind of our summers in high school was being his, you know, little guy, like I was basically working for, you know, summer paycheck and things like that. And he, he gave me a good cut, you know, imagining, you know, if I went somewhere else, I wouldn't get the same. Cause I grew up on the uh, Indian reservation um, okay. on the Hopi reservation. So he was, he was, he was making bank compared to some other places that were around the area that were just, you know, not. And so it was, it was kind of cool to like understand business in that level and, and take some of, take note and take some of the knowledge that comes with it. So I definitely yeah. understand those family businesses. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious now as you're, you know, that first expansion or kind of grow, growing, there were some growing pains, I imagine. And what was something that, you know, that you learned from that, you know, first going from one to more than one? Uh, I don't know exactly the story, if it was like two or three at a time. Yeah. So we had the two that we bought from my parents. And then, so when it got, when it got real, um, a, a location, right. You know, so we have really good location in downtown Williams, mm. this building that was next to us, um, was a auto part store is like ugliest building in town, but best location. Um, it became available and we pretty much had a gun to our head. If we didn't go into that location, uh, our competitor right down the street was going to go into that location. Uh -huh. It was as simple as that. And so, you know, I was, uh, 24 at that time yeah. and I had to scrounge up, you know, I, I think I, I borrowed probably $600,000, got myself into like some bad debt, you know, high interest debt, high interest oh. equipment leases, just doing anything I could to make sure I can make that location, um, happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my parents, they were, they were really against, you know, some of the decisions that I made, but I really believed in this location and the concept that we were putting in there. Yeah. And to this day, um, it's been our highest grossing, 
uh, business out of, out of everything. So sometimes, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. When you swing for the fences, sometimes it, it goes. Yeah. And that, that location, um, it's our Italian bistro. And so that was fun. Awesome. You know, I was 24 years old creating this, you know, taking this old historic building, renovating it, creating this wood fired pizza, wine and beer restaurant right on route 66 with, you know, views of the grand Canyon railway views of, you know, the mountains and stuff. And so, um, that was like a a really big learning lesson for me. And, um, it kind of taught me a lot about myself and what I was capable of doing. And, and, and ever since then I've kind of had, you know, I've taken a lot of risks in business and because I took such a, such a big risk early on, it's given me a lot of confidence, um, to make decisions, um, you know, going into new things. Like I could, I, you know, I just have a different lens than most people. A lot of people are very cautious and, you know, risk averse. and, you know, in business, sometimes you have to, like you said, swing for the fences. And that, that was one that we did swing for the fences on. And, um, it was definitely the right move. And, you know, that's catapulted, you know, that's opened up so many other doors for us. Um, now, even to this day, I'm still working with some of the same people, um, that, you know, helped me with that business. You know, I'm about to go open another concept, um, with the guy that's, you know, responsible for helping me get that one going. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's thinking back, you know, I don't sit there and think back on it everybody every day, but reflecting on it. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely wild to, to think back to those days and how stressful it was being on the hook for that much money, not knowing if you're going to make it through the next payroll. Wow. I, I, I imagine there was some, um, some like in that there was some real moments of growth and kind of learning about who you are as a leader too. Um, just kind of maneuvering those, you know, those moments, especially kind of, you know, making sure your team and everyone staffed with you is, is staying on point. Is there, was there like a way that you, you know, went about your day to kind of keep a level head of kind of everything if you look back on it? So back in, you know, I, this is the way I kind of like, I'm, I'm, you know, in my mid thirties now in my twenties, I was a workaholic. I worked, you know, I was everywhere every day, 12, 15 hours a day. Just, you know, I thought that I just had to outwork everyone to, you know, get their respect and, you know, their loyalty and their trust. And, you know, like that, my parents worked super hard. So I, you know, I learned that work ethic from them. Yeah. Um, So all through my twenties, I, you know, that was kind of the lifestyle that I was living, just opening businesses and being gone all, you know, all the time. Yeah. And, you know, when I was, when I turned 30, my wife, um, who's a huge important role in all of our success in the business, um, she asked me, or no, I asked her, I said, Hey, what's my legacy going to be? And she's like, um, that you're a, you know, a restaurant owner, that you're a good restaurant operator or whatever. And that kind of just hurt me. I'm like, that that sucks. I don't want my legacy to be that. Mm-hmm. And that night I made a decision in our company, um, that, that's not, you know, that wasn't going to be my legacy. My legacy was going to be more towards like investing in people leadership driven. And so, you know, from that, from that night till now, um, I've had a major focus on, you know, focusing inwards on our team, our people, um, leadership development, you know, Mm -hmm. leadership trainings, 
this year has been a, the, the biggest obstacle to really, um, you know, connect with our staff um, just because it's, you know, I've kind of took, I've, I've take, taken my foot off the gas when yeah. it comes to super high expectations and just like, you know, stressing them out. They're already, everyone's carrying enough right now. And so in 2020, I've, I've kind of backed off, but like, I'm already gearing up for 2021, how, like how I'm going to approach, you know, the leadership training and development and just investing in our people. And I, and really like when, you know, back when I was 21, like if you were to ask like, what's my why, like back then, you know, like I, 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 there's no way I can answer it. Like I was just a young kid that had an opportunity and had a work ethic and, Mm. you know, went after it. Um, but like, if you were to ask, ask me now, like as our business has evolved, it's, it's more about just like focusing inwards, investing in our people. Um, I was somebody when I was a kid that kind of got overlooked and, um, you know, had some weird situations happen that kind of gave me a chip on chip on my shoulder. And so mm-hmm. I feel like I, I approach all of our people that come in our, that work for us in our company. I look at them and I, and I look at their untapped greatness. And so like, as a leader, that's what I'm trying to, you know, I try to peel back those layers and show them like, Hey, you guys are great. You sure. are capable of learning how to lead and making an impact on your team and in yeah. in your community and so that's kind of been our our main focus um you know for the last four or five years um and that that was see that was the moment that you know changed the trajectory the trajectory of our business mm. you know for the good and it wasn't a financial decision you know it was basically like looking looking myself in the mirror and saying okay like is this the person that i want to be is this who how i want to be remembered you yeah. know with the legacy. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I I really love that story. And I also love like, you know, I'm kind of, let's just talk about it because um, that's a big part of a lot of people's stories now is the pandemic making us really reflect in the moments that we've been home or have to be home. And, um, you know, moments of reflection for your company and for your business and moments to pause because we have to pause um, for government reasons, whatever that may be. I'm kind of curious as to what you guys did to like pivot, because there's a lot of talk about pivoting and, and having to make changes and, and react to what has happened. Um, kind of curious what overall changes and pivots that you've made for maybe each concept, if you want to go into that much detail, but you know, if you want to just give us a broad strokes, give us the broad strokes then. Sure. Um, so you know, just like rewinding back to, you know, last March or whatever, when all this started, you know, I was, mm-hmm. I was in Mexico with my family and we're sitting, you know, in, uh, in Rocky point at a hotel watching, I think I was watching like a U of A basketball game. And all of a sudden they're like, all these teams just started canceling one by one. I'm like, I looked at my wife. I was like, okay, this is getting real. Like all this is like, all the, all this is just falling, you know, coming to a standstill right now. And I was like, we got to get back. Yeah. And so, you know, I was trying not to overreact, trying to be calm, you know, get back to the States. But, you know, when we have a, a you know, we were coming out of winter and in winter in Northern Arizona, um, you know, you have to save all your money just to get through the winter mm-hmm. as a business in Northern Arizona. And so we're cu- just coming out of winter, ready for spring break. Spring break is what, you know, jump starts the season. Yeah. And then sure. boom, COVID hits. And so like I was you know, sitting there strategizing how to come up with a plan. What are we going to do? You know, there's, you know, we looking at our bank account and looking at the um, government, you know, closure, you know, and 
Flagstaff, they shut us down like, you know, real fast and yeah. all the, you know, and they, it got real, real quick. And so we pretty much had to, like, I, I had like phases. <laughs> I had a, I had a COVID-19 plan. It's in my drive on my computer. I should pull it up, but <laughs> I had these different phases of like, if this happens, you know, it triggers this decision. If this happens, yeah. it triggers this, this, this decision. Yeah. And so it got really hard. That was like some of the hardest days ever of, you know, running a business hardest, hardest days of our, my life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, having 125 people on our payroll and having to call them one by one to tell them, Hey, you have to go on unemployment because, you know, we can't, you know, our money runs out on this date and, you know, wish, we wish you the best. And, you know, there, I, when I reflect on that, you know, like there's things that I could have done better for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there were some missed opportunities, um, but it was, you know, it was a lot to handle, but I felt like I, you know, I made the right call because like I had to, you know, I, I kept the people on that basically I needed to have on. And we went from 125 people down to five people and for, for a period of time. And then, you know, we applied for, you know, the, the, the government aid and, you know, those things started happening we started getting it. Then we started hiring people back. Mm -hmm. Um, but what it did during that pause, when we paused for that little bit of time, it really allowed us, uh, allowed space to take a hard look at our business and how we do things and challenge the status quo because some of the decisions we had to make when reopening and relaunching, we would have never made if COVID COVID didn't happen. And so, um, you know, we, we, pivoted, you know, we changed, you know, our concepts, we went fast casual instead of full service, you know, we mm-hmm. had to, we, we only brought back, um, you know, the people, um, that, you know, we needed to make that operation work. Like we've asked our GMs to, um, take on more responsibilities in our mm-hmm. locations. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all making more money by taking on more responsibility and doing things, but it was really just a team effort, of, yeah. you know, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going to roll with this because this was, this is the year of no planning. We're going to roll with this mm-hmm. until we know that we're, you know, out of it. And, you mm-hmm. know, we're still, we're still in that mode of like, are we going to get shut down? Like, so, yeah. um, but we were able to do really well through this pandemic. And, you know, a lot of that's just, I have a great team of people around me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some awesome general managers at each location just awesome, awesome employees, office, uh, awesome back office staff. My wife, like I said, she, she's the VP of finance in our company. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, she's by my side every day, helping me make those decisions to yeah. keep this, to keep the ship sailing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it was, it was a wild time. Um, still is crazy right now. You know, we you know, dealing, dealing with employees like, Oh, tested positive. Okay. Like go quarantine and like, trying to fill positions, but it's just, it's, it showed us things that we would never would have saw before. And so for that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that, but at the same time, you know, I know there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of sickness. There's a lot, you know, we're dealing with this huge crisis. And so like that kind of flips to like, you know, just how we try to treat our people, treat our team and our company, give them a lot of, give them a lot of grace right now. Um, give them a lot of support resources so that they can navigate through this correctly. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, they're, everyone's just kind of struggling 
you know, mentally, emotionally, all that. I think that the one thing that it's shown is what true leaders have been slowly learning these, you know, before COVID was happening is that in the moments of crisis, the true leaders come out and have, um, have themselves really fantastic moments like yourself. I mean, you had to go bare bones essentially, but at the same time to be able to say that you have now come out a little bit with a simple group that you're happy and you guys are enjoying the time together, but you're still solving problems and putting out fires at the same time. I mean, not a lot of people can say that. I mean, there's, you know, some businesses that are completely gone, but you know, that's, that's just, I want to say kudos to you because you have been able to do so. And I think that that's well-deserved, especially in the, in just kind of this time that everything's going on. So, you know, yeah. can um, I, can I add one more thing sure. um, about that? Yeah. Um, and maybe this is some advice for, you know, listeners or whatever, yeah. um, if they're in business, but single-handedly, like the, mo- the, like the thing that has, help the most of this is the relationships that I have mm-hmm. with my team, with, um, like our landlords, um, with our banks, you know, all that, like you can't, you, you know, like without their support through this whole thing, you know, they, yeah. they could have pulled, they could have shut us down, you know, they could have kicked us to the curb, but nobody did. And, you know, so like, that's something that's, you can't, you can't overlook in business. And I, like sure. I said earlier at the beginning, I'm, super blessed to have some of the, like for my parents to, you know, there's three guys, three of my landlords in three different locations are some of the biggest mentors, yeah. um, that anybody could have, but I'm lucky to have them, you know, awesome. by my side. So <laughs> yeah, just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, for sure. And it, I mean, it's, it's good to say, you know, it's, it's good to make that known because, you know, I, I can, I, I can be a testament to that. Just the, the people that I've met through doing this uh, podcast is, is the network that I've, you know, just been able to hear and, and being able to kind of, um, you know, balance ideas and, and be able to be a voice for them. You know, it's just really incredible to kind of, who's been able to achieve and pivot certain aspects. And it's the network, it's the people around them that stands out most is because for those who have been successful in, you know, making um, the right kind of networking friends and being supported and the support around them, I think a lot of them really made big strides in being still, you know, in business today, like going on and and doing great things. So I'm going to kind of talk to you more about some of your, um, how you do the business and kind of like your own personal, how, how, where you stand in the business. Um, can you kind of give us a rundown of your week? I know it's kind of new with COVID, but it's like, how do you go about, you know, dealing with all the, the hats that you have to wear or how do you, you know, what's your computer time? What's your scheduling time? What's, how do you split everything up? Yeah. So, um, you know, basically my job as the president is to, um, you know, I manage all the top people in the company, you know, so all the GMs, um, HR, uh, payroll accounting, you know, like, uh, you know, all the top people in our company basically report to me. And so, 
um, there's a lot of them, you know, with all our locations and stuff. And so I have to um, try to kind of be strategic in how I move around through the company. And the biggest, you know, the biggest obstacle is giving enough people, you know, the time and the the resources that they need. Yeah. You know, I tried, you know, a couple of years ago, I tried to have a, you know, a director of operations come on the team, but there was just this, there was a major disconnect from, you know, the top, the GMs to the director, to the president. And so that was, you know, that was an obstacle and, you know, I had to part, you know, move, move past that and kind of jump back in, um, just so that I can have, you know, so I, I, I know the pulse of the company and everyone, you know, there, there wasn't this big, like, you know, circle of communication just to get s- simple things done. Yeah. And so, you know, my, my day to day is, um, you know, it just depends. Like it, it, it changes as the season goes. Like today I was sitting at the computer scheduling out a quarterly budget review. So, you know, each, each, each business, you know, I, I have, you know, financial expectations and, um, you know, I'm very, you know, open book with them. We sit down, we look at P and L's, Excel sheets and all these different tools we give them. But quarterly, we, we review the previous quarter, you know, set benchmarks and then move forward. Um, and then, you know, HR is probably, you know, where I spend the most time. Um, cause when you're, you know, the owner of the company, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, <laughs> like you're the one that has to basically, you know, call the shots, even though yeah. you have an HR manager, you need to, um, sometimes step in and, you know, get involved in, um, course correcting and things. And yeah, so, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with my HR person, a lot of time with the, the accounting, a lot of time with the GMs. Um, you know, most recently, like we just started this EAP program. It's like an employee assistance program. Okay. That's something I, I, you know, so I'm, I'm always like researching, okay, how can we, you know, simple things to add value to our team? Like, a, yeah. so this program is pretty cool. It's all, you know, we have, um, act, you know, our team has access to counselors and, um, just nice. different information to help them, you know, navigate this tough time. Um, sure. you know, and we're excited We're we just, you know, in, in 2021, we're launching, um, health insurance benefits. And so, that's, nice. you know, a lot, you know, it's just, it's so random. It's just from week to week where I spend my time, but, um, it all just kind of comes back to, you know, pl- you know, strategic planning, leadership, uh, development, financials, HR, like, you yeah. know, there's, you know, there's probably a top eight things that where I spend the most of my time. Um, and I have to kind of give all those attention to keep this, you know, keep that wheel spinning and, sure, you know, yeah. and if I, if I, if I neglect something, you know, all of a sudden that wheel is not turning as well. And, um, you know, I have to jump back in there and, you know, mm-hmm. fix that. But, yeah. um, as a, as an entrepreneur, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm a purebred entrepreneur. Like there's, there's no way around it. I, you know, this is what I do 24 seven. Like yeah. I wake up and I'm thinking about business and, you know, trying to figure out, how to make things better, improve. Um, I'm very determined that way. And yeah, but I also find, I'm also a big family guy too. So like I have my three daughters, I coach, I coach a softball team, you know, I do that in the evenings now. Um, so, and that, and that's, I find a lot of, a a lot of joy in that. And that's something I, that's like a non-negotiable for me is like, I'm not gonna, you know, let my family go to the wayside. You know, I, it's, family first then then business so yeah i love it i love i love that mentality and i love what i'm hearing um so i kind of want to ask you know was there those i imagine those meetings that you have with those gms and with your hr 
like, did they go to zoom now or are you slowly coming out of that? Like, are you, where are you? Um, so I do a lot. I, I prefer like, um, you know, a lot of one-on-one meetings, just, yeah, you sure. know, doing those group meetings, it's hard to really get people to, you know, open up. And so like, you know, through this, I've just gone to diff- the different locations mm-hmm. and met with them. Um, I've done some phone meetings, but not, a, you know, we, we haven't done a ton of, a ton of zoom meetings. Yeah. Um, you know, we just kind of, we try to be smart when we go and, you know, sit down, we space, you know, wear a mask, you know, yeah. all that. So my, my staff is very, um, on top of, you know, the safety and everything that that's, what's cool. Like in our company, I guess that's another thing I, I should touch on is like, we give our people so much freedom to create and like bring their own ideas to work yeah. and, you know, co-create the kind of work environment and the culture they want to live in. And so every single location you walk into, it yeah. has a little different climate, you know, it's, it's, okay. you know, it's, it's always changing, um, you know, and it's, it's evolving, you know, based on who's in charge there. And, you know, obviously there's that overarching, you know, our overarching mission and, you know, our goals and our why, but I, I really just step back and let them have that space. And like, that's been a really positive move because there was a time in the company that I was more micromanager and okay. just wanted everything to be a certain way. And like, I spent so much energy managing that instead of just yeah. letting these people manage the way they know how. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, we, we do a little bit of everything. We'll do a video meeting. We'll do an in-person meeting. Um, yeah, it sucks because I, I used to do these leadership trainings. Um, you know, I, I'm really big into, you know, a couple different, you know, leadership gurus or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, John Maxwell and Cy Wakeman, I don't know if you've heard of Cy Wakeman or not. She's like the, she's the ditch to drama lady. She's, she's phenomenal. I, you know, uh, I, uh, my, my wife has mentioned so many because she's kind of the same way when she had her own business, she had a lot of leadership programs that she was a part of and that she, she encouraged. And so she has like, I think a ton of John Maxwell, like we have a library right behind this wall. Yeah. It's filled with just leadership books that I I still haven't read yet. And she's also like, you know, a very, um, she's an introvert. So she, she's very much in tune with her, um, the emotional side and and just feelings. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of, you know, books on, on just like that emotions and and understanding, um, emotions and leadership at the same time too. So, you know, I I have a lot to read still, trust me, I'm still, (laughs) I'm still covering the pregnancy books. So you got to bear with me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big consumer of, um, audible content, a podcast, you know, leadership books and all that like can can i ask do you do you go all out with the audible like does it significantly like if you're not a reader because i'm not a reader that's that's yeah. plain and simple i'm a listener so i need like if i i thought about audible but it's like you know do i take the plunge and buy the membership and like go all out with it and stuff like that i, I was curious if you have it <laughs> yeah so my advice like my audible account has hundreds of books in there yeah um i have you know I don't have a lot of time to read. I do read, but Mm. I don't have a ton of time because I'm so busy. Um, So like back, like starting at the very beginning when I was 21, taking over the business, like when I was micromanaging, doing everything, I was outside cleaning the patios, blowing them off, sweeping, but I had my headphones in. I was just, I was always listening to audio, like business audio. Ah, see. And yeah. And so like, and to this day, like every night I fall asleep listening to either an audio book, 
our podcast pretty much every, you know, unless I'm on the road, but that's just how I fall asleep every day. And then, um, you know, if I go to the gym or whatever, I'm always listening to a podcast, but as of now, like, it's really like, I guess when you look at audible, I say one out of like every 10 books that I buy, Mm -hmm. I can actually like listen to it you know, but some, sometimes audiobooks are so drawn out where like podcasts, you know, you can get to the point faster. I love yeah. the, I love the, you know, the back and forth conversation of a podcast and just hearing those people. So, yeah. um, I, I'm definitely more on the podcast, uh, pick lately. So, yeah, I just, I, I, now that you bring up podcasts, we have to shout out Eric from tap that easy for, for, for just being so great. And like, cause you know him and I know him, but I just, again, he has a great podcast that I feel like it's just like a hidden gem for those of you who are brewery fans and who like, um, crafting, you know, this is a, his podcast is just incredible. Yeah. Austin, um, our social media or marketing manager, Austin, that you've been in contact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was emailing, uh, Eric, I think today or yesterday, but I think we're going to do another episode, nice. um, in spring because we're expanding the brewery and we're doing, uh, um, you know, we're doing some cool things there. So, um, he said, as we get closer to opening the expansion, um, he wants to come back out and, and do it, but yeah, he's a super cool guy. Um, we try to support, we sold a lot of books. He, I think he told us that we sold the most books. He's like, how do you guys sell the most books? But retail is part of what we do, like for our brand, like our brewery brand. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're very big in the branding and that's something that I, my sister, um, who's, you know, not with the company anymore, but she's like, uh, she's like a brand specialist. So that's her business. Now she brands companies out in California. Nice. Um, but she brought that to our company and, you know, from day one, she's like, we have to have a brand. It has to look good. And so mm-hmm. we got into the retail side of things and we have these like retail gift shops for our brewery yeah. selling all the different swag. Um, Eric, we got those, those books and those brewery books in there and we sold a bunch. It's like, how do you guys sell so many? I'm like, nice. I don't know, maybe it's just the setup we have, but um, it was cool. So we ordered some more books from him. So <laughs> yeah, he's a fantastic yeah. guy. Just uh, like you, a family man, just himself and just his demeanor. Like every time I, I talk to him, I smile so much because he's just that kind of guy. I, yeah. he, he's infectious. So um, yeah. before we were reaching towards the end, because you have gracious us with like all of your knowledge. Um, <laughs> but before we go, I got two things. One is you're going to promote yourself at the end. But the first thing is I want to inject a, just a little bit of holiday cheer. If those of you who are watching us, you know, John's right in front of uh, the Christmas tree behind him. Uh, yeah. so, you know, I want to know, is there any traditions that you and your family do? Because I am expecting my first son. We're going to become a family of three. And I'm just kind of curious about family traditions around the holiday season. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, so my the family I grew up in, we, there was no really traditions, um, around Christmas. Um, you know, cause we're, they were always working and always busy, but they, my I parents understand. always took care, they took care of us, but my wife's family, um, they're very, you know, tight knit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my father-in-law, his name's Ken. Um, he's just, he's just a jolly guy. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> we, too. yeah, he, we always just do, you know, at, at their house, like they make, uh, on Christmas Eve, they invite, you know, a bunch of people over from their church, uh, their oh, pastors. Awesome. And so they, they invite people from their church and then my wife's family's there and they, um, um, 
um, Ken's wife, Lori makes pozole and then Ken uh, makes clam chowder. Yay. Um, and so like that, we do that every year. I don't know if that's happening this year or not, but I'm sure we'll do it, but not, you know, have a, the whole, you know, church over there. But, yeah. um, other traditions like we do is like make gingerbread houses, which we haven't got to do that with, um, they're, they call them grampy. They haven't got to do that yet. So my uh, kids okay. are, we'll, we'll do that probably in this next week. Um, sure. yeah. but yeah, no, like we just, we just really, you know, when it comes to Christmas, you know, we're families usually always around. So we get to go hang out with them, but, yeah. um, yeah, well, we started a new tradition last year, actually, um, in Williams, there's a star up on the mountain. And okay. so we all decided to climb up there in the middle of the night and there's nice. like six inches of snow and that was an adventure, but we, you know, growing up in that, in Williams, you look up at the star all the time and it looks so pretty on the mountain. Yeah. Like, oh, let's just climb up there. So just um, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we all, we did that last year, but that's awesome. So I hope hopefully, you do. hopefully we do that again. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you again for letting us, you know, know everything about your business and, you know, just a little bit about yourself. And I do really appreciate it. There's a lot to learn from just kind of the person that you are. I mean, honestly, like hearing, you know, your family, man, but you you still have incredible uh, business and work ethic, uh, it sounds like. And so I, I learned a lot today. And before you go, please let everyone know where they can find you online, any social media handles, any um, nonprofit stuff that you want to promote, just promote yourself as much as you can go right ahead. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm actually not somebody that, you know, I'm not a big social media guy personally. Um, but hey, if I had Austin it, here, yeah. I'd let him do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have, we do it through, you know, all of our businesses are on social media. So you can look us up at you know, Instagram, like at historic brewing company, um, grand Canyon wine company, um, Kennelly concepts, um, station 66 Italian bistro. Um, and we didn't even get into the Barizona. So we, we do all the food and beverage at Barizona. So we have, have, yeah, we, we have concepts, um, inside the park that we operate too. So there's a, there's a ton of stuff, but if you go to kennellyconcepts.com, Mm-hmm. Um, you can look us up there and see the different concepts we have going on. Sweet. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. And I know, you I know, know. We'll have in you an back. hour window. Yeah, sure. Have us back. We'll and we have, can deep, we'll have you back. deep dive into more things. For sure. Um, you know, drill down a little bit. Thank you again, John. I, I really do appreciate it. Before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media handle is Finding Arizona Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know who you want in next. Last but not least, if you want to become a super fan, you can go do so. Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast is where you'll go. Sign up for one of the tiers and you'll get bonus content in return. We hope that John here will go through a round of Finding examination which is our bonus podcast it'll be really quick 50 questions where we fill up with fun with our guests of the week john you are that person so hopefully you'll join us please sure (laughs) awesome 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 all right Uh, for those of you listening thank you again for supporting us we will catch you on the next episode good night to you john thank you thank you so much